Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Thursday, December 22nd. I want to draw your attention to a page on the Daily Audio Torah website. Click on the Connect pick on the navigation menu and connect with us through our newsletter, Israel on Target and War Room Report. What do we cover? With Israel on Target, we give you top news stories coming from Israel, each week with scriptures to pray over Israel. With War Room Report, wake up! The world is at war. It is an unconventional war. It is a cultural war. It is a communications and media war. It is a political war. It is an economic war. It is an ideological war. It is a war for your mind and thoughts. And at the deepest level, it is a spiritual war between light and darkness, between good and evil, between Yehovah and Satan. We need intel to pray strategically. That is the purpose of the War Room Report, to give the intel you need so you can successfully fight the spiritual war with power and precision. We share practical knowledge, truth, and facts you won't find in the mainstream media world. Go to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Connect Pick in the navigation menu. Then subscribe to our newsletter. It goes out two to three times a month. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the New Living Translation for the Hebrew Scriptures and for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Maketz, and it means at the end of. Genesis 42, 19-43, 15 If you really are Honest men, choose one of your brothers to remain in prison. The rest of you may go home with grain for your starving families, but you must bring your youngest brother back to me. This will prove that you are telling the truth and you will not die. To this they agreed. Speaking among themselves, they said clearly, We are being punished because of what we did to Joseph long ago. We saw his anguish when he pleaded for his life, but we wouldn't listen. That's why we're in this trouble. Didn't I tell you not to sin against the boy, Reuben asked, but you wouldn't listen, and now we have to answer for his blood. Of course, they didn't know that Joseph understood them, for he had been speaking to them through an interpreter. Now he turned away from them and began to weep. 
When he regained his composure, he spoke to them again. Then he chose Simeon from among them and had him tied up right before their eyes. Joseph then ordered his servants to fill the men's sacks with grain, but he also gave secret instructions to return each brother's payment at the top of his sack. He also gave them supplies for their journey home. So the brothers loaded their donkeys with grain and headed for home. But when they stopped for the night and one of them opened his sack to get grain for his donkey, he found his money in the top of his sack. Look, he exclaimed to his brothers, my money has been returned, it's here in my sack. Then their hearts sank, trembling, they said to each other, what has God done to us? When the brothers came to their father, Jacob, in the land of Canaan, they told him everything that had happened to them. The man who was governor of the land spoke very harshly to us, they told him. He accused us of being spies scouting the land. But we said, We are honest men, not spies. We are twelve brothers, sons of one father. One brother is no longer with us, and the youngest is at home with our father in the land of Canaan. Then the man who was governor of the land told us, This is how I will find out if you are honest men. Leave one of your brothers here with me, and take grain for your starving families and go on home. But you must bring your youngest brother back to me. Then I will know you are honest men and not spies. Then I will give you back your brother, and you may trade freely in the land. As they emptied out their sacks, there in each man's sack was the bag of money he had paid for the grain. The brothers and their father were terrified when they saw the bags of money. Jacob exclaimed, You are robbing me of my children. Joseph is gone. Simeon is gone. And now you want to take Benjamin too. Everything is going against me. Then Reuben said to his father, You may kill my two sons if I don't bring Benjamin back to you. I'll be responsible for him. And I promise to bring him back. But Jacob replied, My son will not go down with you. His brother Joseph is dead, and he is all I have left. If anything should happen to him on your journey, you would send this grieving, white-haired man to his grave. But the famine continued to ravage the land of Canaan. When the grain they had brought from Egypt was almost gone, Jacob said to his sons, Go back and buy us a little more food. But Judah said, The man was serious when he warned us, You won't see my face again unless your brother is with you. If you send Benjamin with us, we will go down and buy some more food. But if you don't let Benjamin go, we won't go either. Remember, the man said, You won't see my face again unless your brother is with you. Why were you so cruel to me, Jacob moaned. Why did you tell him you had another brother? The man kept asking us questions about our family, they replied. He asked, Is your father still alive? Do you have another brother? So we answered his questions. How could we know he would say, Bring your brother down here? Judah said to his father, Send the boy with me, and we will be on our way. Otherwise we will all die of starvation, and not only we, but you and our little ones. I personally guarantee his safety. You may hold me responsible if I don't bring him back to you. Then let me bear the blame forever. If we hadn't wasted all this time, we could have gone and returned twice by now. So their father Jacob finally said to them, If it cannot be avoided, then at least do this. Pack your bags with the best products of this land. Take them down to the man as gifts. 
balm, honey, gum, aromatic resin, pistachio nuts, and almonds. Also, take double the money that was put back in your sacks, as it was probably someone's mistake. Then take your brother and go back to the man. May God Almighty give you mercy as you go before the man, so that he will release Simeon and let Benjamin return. But if I must lose my children, so be it. So the men packed Jacob's gifts and doubled the money and headed off with Benjamin. They finally arrived in Egypt and presented themselves to Joseph. Zechariah 2, 1-3, 10 When I, Zechariah, looked again, I saw this man with a measuring line in his hand. Where are you going? I asked. He replied, I am going to measure Jerusalem to see how wide and how long it is. Then the angel who was with me went to meet a second angel who was coming toward him. The other angel said, Hurry! and say to that young man, Jerusalem will someday be so full of people and livestock that there won't be room enough for everyone. Many will live outside the city walls. Then I myself will be a protective wall of fire around Jerusalem, says the Lord, and I will be the glory inside the city. The Lord says, Come away, flee from Babylon in the land of the north, for I have scattered you to the four winds. Come away, people of Zion, you who are exiled in Babylon. After a period of glory, the Lord of Heaven's army sent me against the nations who plundered you. For he said, Anyone who harms you harms my most precious possession. I will raise my fist to crush them, and their own slaves will plunder them. Then you will know that the Lord of Heaven's armies has sent me. The Lord says, Shout and rejoice, O beautiful Jerusalem, for I am coming to live among you. Many nations will join themselves to the Lord on that day and they too will be my people. I will live among you, and you will know that the Lord of Heaven's army sent me to you. The land of Judah will be the Lord's special possession in the Holy Land, and he will once again choose Jerusalem to be his own city. Be silent before the Lord, all humanity, for he is springing into action from his holy dwelling. Then the angel showed me Jeshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord. The accuser, Satan, was there at the angel's right hand, making accusations against Jeshua. And the Lord said to Satan, I, the Lord, reject your accusations, Satan. Yes, the Lord who has chosen Jerusalem rebukes you. This man is like a burning stick that has been snatched from the fire. Jeshua's clothing was filthy as he stood there before the angel. So the angel said to the others standing there, Take off his filthy clothes. And turning to Jeshua, he said, See, I have taken away your sins, and now I am giving you these fine new clothes. Then I said, They should also place a clean turban on his head. So they put a clean priestly turban on his head and dressed him in new clothes while the angel of the Lord stood by. Then the angel of the Lord spoke very solemnly to Jeshua and said, This is what the Lord of Heaven's army says. If you follow my ways and carefully serve me, then you will be given authority over my temple and its courtyards. I will let you walk among these others standing here. 
Listen to me, O Yeshua the high priest, and all you other priests. You are symbols of things to come. Soon I am going to bring my servant. The Branch Now look at the jewel I have set before Yeshua, a single stone with seven facets. I will engrave an inscription on it, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, and I will remove the sins of this land in a single day. And on that day, says the Lord of Heaven's armies, each of you will invite your neighbor to sit with you peacefully under your own grapevine and fig tree. Revelation 12, 18-13-18 Then the dragon took his stand on the shore beside the sea. Then I saw a beast rising up out of the sea. It had seven heads and ten horns with ten crowns on its head, on its horns. And written on each head were names that blasphemed God. This beast looked like a leopard, but it had the feet of a bear and the mouth of a lion. And the dragon gave the beast its own power and throne and great authority. I saw that one of the heads of the beast seemed wounded beyond recovery, but the fatal wound was healed. The whole world marveled at this miracle and gave allegiance to the beast. They worshipped the dragon for giving the beast such power, and they also worshipped the beast. Who is as great as the beast, they exclaimed, who is able to fight against him? Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for forty-two months. And he spoke terrible words of blasphemy against God, slandering his name and his dwelling, that is, those who dwell in heaven. And the beast was allowed to wage war against God's holy people and to conquer them. And he was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation. And all the people who belonged to this world worshipped the beast. They are the ones whose names are not written in the book of life that belongs to the Lamb who was slaughtered before the world was made. Anyone with ears to hear should listen and understand. Anyone who is destined for prison will be taken to prison. Anyone who is destined to die by the sword will die by the sword. This means that God's holy people must endure persecution patiently and remain faithful. Then I saw another beast come up out of the earth. He had two horns like those of a lamb, but he spoke with the voice of a dragon. He exercised all the authority of the first beast, and he required all the earth and its people to worship the first beast whose fatal wound had been healed. He did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. And with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belong to this world. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. 
He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Wisdom is needed here. Let the one with understanding solve the meaning of the number of the beast, for it is the number of a man. His number is 666. Psalm 141, 1-10 O Lord, I am calling to you. Please hurry. Listen when I cry to you for help. Accept my prayer as incense offered to you, and my upraised hands as an evening offering. Take control of what I say, O Yahweh, and guard my lips. Don't let me drift toward evil, or take part in acts of wickedness. Don't let me share in the delicacies of those who do wrong. Let the godly strike me. It will be a kindness. If they correct me, it is soothing medicine. Don't let me refuse it. But I pray constantly against the wicked and their deeds. When their leaders are thrown down from a cliff, the wicked will listen to my words and find them true. Like rocks brought up by a plow, the bones of the wicked will lie scattered without burial. I look to you for help, O Sovereign Lord. You are my refuge. Don't let them kill me. Keep me from the traps they have set for me, from the snares of those who do wrong. Let the wicked fall into their own net, but let me escape. Proverbs 30, 18-20 There are three things that amaze me, no, four things that I don't understand. How an eagle glides through the sky, how a snake slithers on a rock, how a ship navigates the ocean, how a man loves a woman. An adulterous woman consumes a man and then wipes her mouth and says, What's wrong with that? I want to speak to you today from the book of Revelation, chapters 12 and 13. And I also want to connect it to what's going on in our current events, because there's definitely a connection with events that are happening on the ground and how biblical prophecy is in progress. It's, It's being fulfilled right before our very eyes. So let's start with this beast and the authority that's granted to the beast to be able to rule and reign for 42 months. That's spelled out for us very clearly in Revelation chapter 13, verse 5. Then the beast was allowed to speak great blasphemies against God, and he was given authority to do whatever he wanted for 42 months. So this beast, this Antichrist beast system, uh, this leader, of the beast system is only allowed to rule and reign for 42 months. That's three and a half years. So we're looking at a great tribulation period that goes for three and a half years, not seven years. Okay, continuing on, he was given authority in verse 7. He was given authority to rule over every tribe and people and language and nation, and all the people who belong to this world worshipped the beast. So it's a global system. Every single nation on the planet comes under this worldly beast, antichrist person. Okay, continuing on. Verse 13, he did astounding miracles, even making fire flash down to earth from the sky while everyone was watching. 
HARP can do that, even now. The HARP system up in Alaska, which can do all kinds of things. It can create hurricanes. It can cause tornadoes. They flash some kind of electromagnetic pulse up into the sky, and they've been doing weather modification experiments for years. Verse 14, and with all the miracles he was allowed to perform on behalf of the first beast, he deceived all the people who belonged to this world. We already see massive deception with so many people who were willing to roll up their sleeves and take this poison bioweapon jab without question, without thinking, without using critical thinking skills, without researching, just believing the propaganda message that it's safe and effective. Massive deception. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to this statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. So let me talk about that for a moment. We have artificial intelligence massively being developed. Have you ever noticed, for example, an example of artificial intelligence and how it's used in marketing and advertising? I happen to be having a conversation with someone on the phone about how um, I had a tooth that cracked. It was a, a crown and it cracked and it fell apart. And I had just recently had it placed in my mouth just a couple months ago. I'm still paying off the crown. Okay, so I, that was a phone conversation with a friend. The very next day, I start getting advertisements popping up when I'm online about getting your teeth fixed. They were listening in on my phone conversation, and now I'm getting ads about my teeth to get fixed. So that's kind of how artificial intelligence works um, at the marketing advertising level. You know, if you might be talking to somebody about looking for a job, and the next thing you know, the next day you're getting all these ads for job searching. So they want to tailor their advertising campaigns to your specific needs. I get that. They want to target to your specific needs. But things like Alexa in the home, you know, you can talk to Alexa and ask her about the weather. You can ask her to play certain kind of music. She's always listening, and it's actually a form of surveillance. So even when you don't speak to her, she's listening, and it's a form of surveillance. Well, the artificial intelligence is you know, much higher than what I've just spoken about. It, it goes to a very high level. It's used in Department of Defense. It's used in um, intelligence gathering agencies. Um, you know, you have Noah Yuval Harari saying pretty soon with artificial intelligence, the artificial intelligence data gathering, it will know you better than you know yourself. He has said that in his own words. So we actually have a robot. The very first robot came out a couple of years ago, and its name was Sophia. It looked very much like a woman, came out on the stage. And this robot person, Android, was very lovely, could speak, could talk. Uh, you know, it looked very, very human-like. And she's pulling information down from the 5G cloud. So if you put another robot on the same stage with her, all of the knowledge, information, and data that the other robot has would be shared with her through the cloud, through 5G. 
Okay, so now let me get back to the scriptures. He ordered the people to make a great statue of the first beast who was fatally wounded and then came back to life. He was then permitted to give life to the statue so that it could speak. Then the statue of the beast commanded that anyone refusing to worship it must die. I'm thinking that that statue, potentially, possibly, could become an artificial intelligence entity. That they're going, they're gathering all this artificial intelligence using AI to monitor, to surveil, to spy, uh, for marketing, for all different kind of, you know, uh, purposes. But ultimately, I, I believe they're going to, in some way, concentrate it all into one entity, one major data bank, and associate that data bank to this statue and then have that statue come to life. It's artificial intelligence. It's an artificial intelligence being that represents, it's, it's all centralized. And making come to life, it's through artificial intelligence. Now, anyone refusing to worship it must die. Doesn't that come back to another story that comes to mind from Daniel, um, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who refused to bow down to the statue of, of Nebuchadnezzar? I believe that's in Daniel chapter 3. And they refused to bow down to the statue, and so then they were thrown into a fiery furnace. Well, it's the same thing. It's a repeat. It's a pattern that's being repeated. But now let's look at verse 16. He required everyone, this is the statue now that can speak. The artificial intelligence entity is what I think it is. He required everyone, small and great, rich and poor, free and slave, to be given a mark on the right hand or on the forehead. And no one could buy or sell anything without that mark, which was either the name of the beast or the number representing his name. Now, let me give you an update with how close we are to that coming to pass. Just a couple of weeks ago, the G20 summit occurred and leaders from all many, many nations all came together. They passed a resolution. It passed. And the resolution is that they want to, as an uh, organization, set up an international digital global ID passport that shows your vaccination status. And that if you are fully vaccinated and boosted in this digital ID passport, you get to travel internationally without any barriers. But if you are not vaccinated, you cannot fly internationally. And in fact, that this global ID, digital ID passport would also allow you to buy and sell or not buy and sell, depending upon your vaccination status. That has passed. The G20 summit passed it. Now, Klaus Schwab, who is the founder and director of the World Economic Forum, was the keynote speaker at that G20 summit. He is not the leader of any nation. He's the leader of this World Economic Forum, which is the globalist cabal. And he was the keynote speaker. So that has passed. That's coming. Now, when they're able to deploy that and implement that, time will tell. But probably sometime in the first or the second quarter of 2023, you won't be able to fly internationally unless you have this global ID passport showing your vaccination status. 
and you'll have to be vaccinated with the COVID ID bioweapon shot to be able to travel. So the technology and the infrastructure for setting up the Mark of the Beast system is in the process of being rolled out. Now, another piece to this puzzle is the following. Biden passed an executive order back in March of 2022, and there was very little press coverage about it. But basically, in this executive order, he said to the central bank, I want you to roll out a digital currency to the Federal Reserve. Roll it out to the central bank. Roll out a digital currency. And I want it done by December 13th. So um, as of December 1st, 12 banks have rolled it out in New York on an experimental trial basis. It's called CBDC, Central Bank Digital Currency. And what's different about this digital currency compared to Bitcoin and XRP and all the other cryptos that are out there, those are decentralized. They're from the ground up. No, There's no way that the central bank can ever control it. It's, it's decentralized and it's from the ground up. But the CBDC is completely centralized. It's, they can see every single transaction that you make. And they can set rules for how you spend your money and then implement those rules. So they may set a rule, you're not allowed to buy McDonald's hamburgers. Or you're not allowed to buy cigarettes if you're a cigarette smoker. And, and then, you know, not allow you to buy those things. Or they can completely turn your money off. Oh, you said something against uh, this particular regime, this governmental regime. Um, you have a social credit score of zero. We're turning your money off. So that is in the process of being rolled out as we speak. Now, it doesn't replace the dollar yet. The dollar is still, um, you know, a usable medium of exchange. They're running together in parallel, but in time, the dollar will be retired. It will be shelved, and this will replace the dollar over time. That is Mark of the Beast technology, and when you couple that with the Global ID Digital Passport that's coming down the pike, I we're not very far from the mark of the beast. I would not be surprised. I'm not making a prediction. I'm not prophesying. I'm just saying it, it, I would not be surprised if this mark of the beast system is fully deployed by sometime in the first or the second quarter of 2023. We're rapidly moving in that direction. So the technology is there. They're in the process of building it and, and assembling it and putting it all together so that the Mark of the Beast system will be in play. And once it rolls out, we cannot participate in it. We absolutely cannot. Once we see the Mark of the Beast system fully deployed, that's the beginning of the 42-month Great Tribulation. That's the beginning of the rulership of the Beast system for 42 months. And that's also the beginning of the Greater Exodus. That's when we exit from the system. We leave the cities. We gather in the wilderness with our mishpokah, with our local fellowship. And we will hide under the shadow of the wings of the Almighty, and He will nurture us and protect us and provide for us for those 42 months while this horrible system is in place. 
So, Heavenly Father, we thank you that you are not leaving us in the dark, but you're showing us ahead of time what's coming down the pike. You're revealing it to us. You're showing it to us so that we are not surprised and we can prepare. So, Father, most of all, we want to love you with all of our heart and we want to love one another. And I pray that you will show us what we can do to prepare. We certainly cannot store up enough to take care of our needs for 42 months. We're going to have to depend on you and trust in you, and you will take care of your people. But I pray, Lord, you will give us time right now to uh, shout the warning from the rooftops, to share the gospel and the good news in the highways and the byways to all people that we encounter at the grocery store, at the post office, when we're out and about shopping, may we share the good news and the gospel to those around us so that as many people as possible can come to know you and walk in right heart and right relationship with you. We love you, we bless you, and we praise you. In Yeshua's name, amen. Adonai Vish Mareka Yeah Adonai Anavilaka Vikuneka Isa Adonai Anav Ileka Vayaseh Leka Leka Aaronic Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24-26 Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs>